Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Pop Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am Martin, and I have with me the king of the casters, Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, uh, I know we have a terrific guest for today. That's right, we sure do. Um, this guy is a fantastic singer, sings with Firewind. Uh, currently, the reason that we're here to talk to him is because of his band Radiant. It's a new album called Written by Life. We have Herbie Langens. Herbie, how are you? Hello, I'm fine, thanks. Well, we're happy to have you on the show. Um, I like I've actually been listening to Written by Life um, like for the last week, pretty much solid, because okay. I, it's one of my favorite albums of the year so far. So you oh, guys wow. have done thank, a great thank job. Thank you so here. much. Wow. Nice to hear. Great. So we want to know, I mean, let's let's start right off with the album. Um, talk about the making of the album, because of course, with the pandemic between like 2018 and your first album of and now, I mean, you know, a lot changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when we started 2018, we already started the band uh, four years before just to get in the mood. And we had a, a couple of lineup changes before we did the first uh, album. So it was we did it somehow in between and when we had time. So and, and the first album was kind of produced all by myself completely and most songs written by myself. And then the new guitar player just stepped in for the last final um, lead guitar solos and stuff like that. And after that, we we find out how we should work together and especially with a new guy with Karsten on the guitars. And, and yeah, and of course, then the pandemic starts and everything. And we are an old school band, so we like to... Re- play and to rehearse in the rehearsal room and writing all that stuff together. And so, of course, with all these pandemics, it was not possible, especially here in Germany, to meet each other. It was only allowed for a long time just to meet one person. So, uh, yeah, but in the end, it was way faster than the first album. I mean, in the end, it was four years, yeah, but I'm pretty sure now uh, when we found our way, so... I'm pretty sure the next album will be much faster. So, <laughs> so in this case, I mean, it, the the press release says that all of you kind of came with a bunch of ideas, and then you just kind of mash them together to to form that right. stuff. So then, yeah, in this case, like, does everyone kind of have like an equal equal share? Yeah, I I um, one night I woke up and I just thought about the lyrics and everything. So I, I thought about what will I write? And and most of the time, all the bands and all the singers, they write about their stories and their dreams and their fears or about political things or whatever. So, and I thought it would be cool to have everybody involved in the band, not only in songwriting, but also lyrical wise. So I asked everybody in the band, can you give me two or three stories of your whole musical career? How you start to do music? What are your parents say? How much does it take to, to buy your first guitar? What are the highs and lows, tragic stories, funny stories, and all that stuff? So they wrote me, uh, they gave me two, three stories, and then I decided uh, which song would fit, and then I wrote the lyrics around that. So, so everybody is really, it, it's, it's, it's because it's kind of funny because sometimes there's a song, the main idea is uh, maybe from, from the guitar player. But the story behind is from the drummer. So everybody feels so involved in this album. 
so then when it comes down to the musical part like how does that work like are, are you performing like laying down basic tracks or then or do you just kind of the, does the band do, start with that yeah i think uh, especially on this album there were only two songs kind of pre-produced the whole song but the most uh is really um we did it together in the rehearsal room this one so we we make an appointment so let's do a rehearsal in maybe one month because we're all not living in the same city so we have to check which weekend would fit so we met there and everybody's coming with some ideas some riffs just a simple riff just could be a verse could be a chorus i only have a bass lake or whatever so and then we start to jam and oh, i have a cool idea from another song maybe or maybe it fits in this song and then we practicing, rehearsing, jamming, having a couple of beers, having fun. And so in the end, we're doing all these rough structures of the song together in the rehearsal room. So really old style and yeah. Is that is that why the song it closes it is hang around with friends? Because that's my favorite song, but that mm -hmm. just seems like, you know, everything yeah, yeah. you're talking about there. That That's the band. That's the band, hang around with friends. So it's not, I mean, Radiant will never be... Uh, a big touring band, maybe we'll never have high chart positions or whatever. That's just friends doing music. So most of them have regular jobs. And so the most important, that was the story behind this one is from our guitar player from Flo. He's playing guitar since he's a teenager, but he knows he will never be a professional musician. But for him, the most important is to make music with us, to hang around with us, to play some shows in the year with us just to have a good time together. And that's what this band is all about. I don't know how, how couldn't be a professional musician. I mean, the, the, the guitar work and, and the musicianship on this album is amazing. Yeah. But, but you know, you, you, you can never just uh, make music for a living with just one band. Like, like for example, Radiant. I mean, I love Radiant. That's one of my heart bands. So I put a lot of energy and a lot of time in it, but it's, absolutely the worst budget and low budget so that's why i have to do everything by myself so of course we will not do much money with that band so and for example Flo, he, he doesn't uh, do a lot of projects on the side or whatever he has his regular day job he loves it and it's all cool so but most of his time we like to spend with us in the rehearsal room to having fun together to meet each other in a bar in a rehearsal room whatever so for him, the most important is to do music with his friends. So, and, and he knows he will never do this for for living. That is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, because because I think usually when we when we talk to people, I mean, that's the that is the drive. And yes, you do have like four or five bands on the go. Well, I mean, like yourself. I mean, working with Firewind and yeah, yeah. Sonic Haven and all the other bands that you've that you've worked with, and then of course all the vocal training. So, but yeah, so it's kind of neat to hear somebody who is just happy and just likes to hang around with friends. Yeah. yeah. So it's if it's good, if it's feel good, it's the right way. So. Do you think that it puts less pressure on you as a band to have this? Um, I don't know really. Uh, maybe maybe a little bit, but to be honest, no. So when when I produce an album, when I write songs, I I don't. I never would say, uh, "Come on, I I know maybe we will sell only one or two thousand copies, and we will not go on tour with this band because it's not possible with all the holidays and with all their jobs." 
But I would never say from the beginning, okay, I don't put that much energy, just write some songs, produce it in a solid way. No, I, I put all the time, 100%. When I do something, I do it with 100%. If not, it makes no sense for me because it's, no, I, that, then, then it would become someday like a, like a normal job, you know, doing all this shit the same day. No. So no, when I do something in music, I try to always put 100%. Yeah, it comes across like 100%. It is a terrific album. So, oh, you know, thanks so much. Got, it is the energy of mm -hmm. the album that really stands out. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, it feels like there's a message saying, live your life, like live it to the fullest, you know? That's it. That's it. Yeah. And we created our kind of, uh, I mean, it's not really uh, a new style, but this kind of feel good hard rock, you know, you have a good feeling when you hear it. So, not I just have to uplifting hard drug or whatever. It's just yeah, kind of a message. Yeah, feel the friendship. You can reach everything. Don't stop your daydreams. Everything is possible if it's in music or in your normal job or whatever. So everything's possible. Never stop dreaming. So there, there's a way everywhere. So well, yeah, and it, and the passion, you know, that the that is obviously in there is certainly infectious. And I think that's one of the things that I love about music is that you can tell when something is disingenuous and it's not, and it's just, you know, like formula put on top of formula and track up on track. But this, this just does sound like you guys were having a lot of fun and made an album. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. When we do music, we never think about writing hits. We just put all the, uh, so there's not only one songwriter. I mean, that's maybe a special thing. I mean, I, I arrange and I produce everything in the end and put my melodies on, but in the end, everybody's coming with his ideas. And it, also when I'm doing the mix in the end, I ask everybody, are you happy with that? Can we do that? Is the bass, the bass guitar loud enough for you? Or can we change something? So everybody has to be happy with the results. So that's, yeah, that's the most important for me in that band. So. It's not about, okay, we have the producer, so oh, I'm not really cool with that, but he says we have to do it that way and then it becomes more popular or whatever. So, no, this is, this is our music, everybody to be happy with it. Yeah, it's, it's easy. It's about friends doing music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then when it comes down to like actually um, singing the lyrics and then like writing for the singing, like, do you just find sometimes that you're singing and, and like there's too many syllables or something, or you just have to kind of change something up because, because it's not getting there from where you originally intended? Uh, yeah. Normally I start with just with some dummy lyrics with melodies. So we write the songs together and then in the rehearsal room, I sing just any shit, you know, just, even not English, it's just words. So, where's the way up today? Well, it doesn't matter. So, uh, just to find melodies and syllables and, and maybe some, some words that sound aggressive at the, at the right time. And then in the end, when I write the lyrics, it's not only about to write a story, it's about which word sounds good, the syllabus okay, is the rhyme okay. I mean, the, the meaning is good of this line but it sounds shit when I sing it. So I have to find other words that sound great, you know, I, I, need, I need another R or whatever. So I have to find another word. So it's, it's not only the meaning and the lyrics and then the syllables, it's also the sound of how, how I sing it. 
Well, then your voice for sure is so spectacular. And I mean, you've got so many, like, like it's interesting because listening to this versus even the first one, I mean, your voice just, I feel like your voice just has a little bit more to it. There's a little bit more, you know, I get, I like, I don't necessarily want to say passion, but, but it's close where it just feels like you're even closer to the music this time. Yeah. I, I think it's because of the whole concept because everything's closer on this album. The whole theme, the whole story, I can feel the music more on this album. Before was just writing lyrics that somehow fits to find some stories for some songs. But now we have this kind of concept and it's so personal. And there's especially one song, I had goosebumps. And when sometimes when I wrote the lyrics and when I sang it, I, it's hard for me to not cry when I sang it and when I recorded it because it's so emotionally. So that was that was the first time really I had this feeling like what my wife said all the time. So you have to, you have to feel what you sing. You just can't sing only words. That's what I did years before all this, a lot of metal uh, productions I did. I, I had no idea what the lyrics are about. I just sing the lyrics and recorded them. And if somebody would ask me after, uh, what is that song about? I have no idea. I just sing the words. <laughs> so maybe that's, with so much that's, passion. Yeah, that that's this album is so much so so much passion and so so really that's so personal. So and it's I can feel every word when I sing it. Yeah, that's is... make and then it sounds better. Mm-hmm. Now there's there's a song on here um, where we hear uh, called "Because of You" and uh, and like the vocals on that are great. Like, is it you with somebody else? Uh, that song, the meaning of the song, or, or, or just who's like, is it just you singing it? Because like, yeah, I, it's, no, 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 it's just it's just me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because well, the things that you do with your voice in that case are so different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it it starts especially with this deep deep voice and this deep tone. When I did um, the uh, first Avantasia tour in 2016, when I joined Avantasia uh, with his song Draconian Love, I don't know if you heard about. It. So, and there the producer asked me to do the, the demo because Avantasia is a project when, you know, there's different singers and they try to get in touch with a lot of singers to have them on the album. So the producer asked me because I already did uh, all the choirs for the album and the backing tracks. And so he asked me, I have a song. Can, can we, can you just record a demo? Can you, can you try to sing like the Levalo or like Sisters of Mercy, like in Eldridge and stuff like that. And so, yeah, come on, let's, let's try it. So, and we recorded the demo in a, in a very good way, in a proper way. So, and in the end, nobody, uh, no, nobody, they didn't get the guides for the album. And two weeks before the listening session, Tobias Summit just decided, okay, let's, let's take this demo from her because it sounds so fucking awesome. Let's put it on the album and ask him if we go on tour with us. And since then, I'm part of the band. So, and there I found out, man, I can sing like that as well. So, and a lot of people go, oh, man, can you sing that dog tone? I, I never thought it was you singing that dog, like, you know. Uh, so, and, and that's why sometimes I try now to bring that voice also here and there. And because of you, I tried a bit like that to have different and especially that song that's the most emotional song on this album so i tried to do different ways and to bring also the voice this kind of tragic and all these ways into that song yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Because there's no question. I mean, like I was listening to it and I'm like, oh, wow, it's so cool with the with the two different styles of vocal like yeah. going back and forth like that. <laughs> but yeah, yes. it, especially on that song. It. Everybody who knows this story behind was crying when they heard it the first time. I mean, my wife was crying and the girlfriend of our guitar player, she was crying. She sent me an email. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Thank you so much for that song. Because it's about um, flow story in that song. It was one of a uh, rhythm guitar player flow. It was when he was young, he, he wants to be a guitar player, but they didn't have any money to buy a guitar. So he was around 15 years and one day, and her mom had the same dream. She wants that he become a musician and a long haired little rock star and playing guitar. So and one day she got some money and they decided to go in the music store and buy his first guitar. So they went there. He was so proud to get the guitar. And on the next day, um, his mom and his sister were shot by the ex-boyfriend ex of his sister. And then he killed himself and he, found, he and his dad found them all. So it was the second day. So and after that, he decided, I will never stop music because we had a deal. I do it because of you. Oh, that's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's both horrible and beautiful all at the same time. And the fact that, yeah, you can put together this great song. I yeah, mean, for sure. So he, he, I mean, it's years ago. He said, okay, I'm, I'm over it. I'm, I'm okay with that story. We can tell that story. It's absolutely fine for me. We can use it. So I'm good with that. I can now tell it. So, so that, that song was really, wow. Even to write and to record it was very hard for me. Mm -hmm. Do you put pressure on yourself when you're telling a story like that to do it uh, justice? No, not, not really pressure, but it's really, it's, it's still very, very hard to talk about. And I mean, when we sing it at the band, it's kind of okay because then you're in this, in the musical way. But if you talk about it, especially when I wrote the lines, when I think about it, when I record it, it was like, man, I have to do it in a real proper way. So I don't kind of just sing without emotion. So I have to bring all emotion in just to, to, to give this, that story the, the perfect uh, ambience and the perfect sound. When you're producing yourself, especially as a singer, like how many times do you feel like you need to go through something? Like, do you, do you, like, do you find that the earlier takes usually wind up being better because it's, it's, fresh or do you find that sometimes it takes like 30 or 40 takes to to really um, get what you're going for to be honest i i know how i work i know my voice and i'm not that guy who recorded 20 30 tracks and then choosing when i when i record a line i said no fuck do it again i delete it and then i go no i delete it and then oh that's okay oh, maybe i can do better delete once more okay that's it and then i go on so I, I don't keep all the tracks. So Absolutely. I know I can do it better. So yeah. So so I I delete it. So I don't want to keep it. So so you sit do there go later like, and just you do go line by line then as opposed to like yeah more, the uh, line by line. It depends on the song line by line or verse and chorus or whatever. If it's I mean especially in this music, it's it's better to sing not line by line. It's better to sing maybe the whole chorus or the, the whole verse to be just in the mood and not like editing all the every single line. But yeah, I'm I mean there's this kind of multi-tracking. So I but I use it for other things, but but not for vocals because when I record myself, I know how it can sound and I know if I can do it better or not. So 
if I know that it was around 80%, so come on now, let's try 90, let's try 95. And yeah, that's it. So delete all the rest, fuck it. So I keep this. <laughs> so then, you know, as a, as a vocal coach and stuff like that, and of course I, on your Facebook page, you've got a call out for, for students and stuff like that. So what kind of, you know, what kind of things are you teaching and how long did it take, like, how long did it take you to feel like you were confident enough to be a vocal coach? Um, I mean, I, I normally do just first I do just in person here. Now I don't do any, any, um, zoom or internet or whatever coachings. I just started this two years ago and I only do it here in my studio in person. And it has nothing to do with any music style. If somebody wants to date, sing pop rock, hard rock or metal or just uh, R&B or whatever, it doesn't matter. So it's not about the style. It's all about the, I mean, first, when they, when they come, we, especially the first, first two hours are the most important when, when they come. So I ask them to bring a song. I prepare everything on the, on the computer. So, and we talk a little bit, just that they feel a bit confident. And then we record the song. And then I, I know exactly what to do. And then I talk about all these things, what, what happened in your body with how to breathe and how to not to put so much pressure and all that stuff, working with tension and show them some, some, some thinkle, simple things. And then we train a bit and I show them how to work, uh, how to go to training tone and all that stuff. And then in the end of the two hours, we record the, the same. Most it's only two or three lines. So we never record a whole song, especially on the first uh lessons it's, it's only about three four lines of verse or maybe chorus or whatever and in the end we di did it again with all these little tricks i showed them and it's like wow that's after two hours it's so amazing so when i said all the time i don't want to be a vocal teacher then i don't want to make money to 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 hire some students and have them every weekend for one year maybe and took all their money out i i say all the time for me the best thing is if you tell me after 10 hours I learned so much, man, I, I need a, a year off. I have to practice with my band or for myself or whatever. I learned so much and it's quite enough for me right now. And that's the best thing for me. So I, because I, I, I do only vocal coaching from time to time and when I have time, I mean, especially now when all the season starts and the touring and the festivals, I, I can't promise them to do it every week, the same date, the same time and at, at 5 p.m. every Tuesday or whatever. So I say, let's find a date for the next time and for the next month or whatever, when we both have time and that's it. And sometimes there are some people coming just a few hundred kilometers just to do three, four, five lessons. And that's it just to have a good foundation and just to work on that. Yeah, for sure. Cause I know we've heard so many stories about musicians and singers that, that have kind of gone in without training and then, need to get training just to kind of keep their voice otherwise they're going to lose it and how many singers have we heard that have lost their voices nowadays even yeah yeah sure it's i mean for me it's just to bring them on the way not not to spend with them the next five years or the next or even the next two or three years i just want to give them a lot of tools to bring them on the way and that they can work by themselves it's not about following them the next years and taking all that fucking money. So it's, that's, that's not my way. So. How is it then that you, your voice has changed over the years? I mean, from like, from when you started singing to now? Uh, 
I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I, when I was young, when I started seeing, the, maybe let's say the, the first 10 years or whatever, I, I was really searching all the time. What is my style? I, I like the clean vocals. I liked Halloween back in the days. But then I also like bands like Thunderhead and Skid Row and all these harder and raspy stuff. So I was searching for many years. What is exactly my style? And then after many years, I decided, okay, I, I like to go more the, the rough, the rough way. And so that, I mean, in the end, it's about, of course, about training and, and doing it every day. And I mean, I'm singing right now for about 30 years. So I learned a lot from myself, from other things. And also I learned a lot when I, when I started a cover band 10 years ago. And there I also learned a lot to, to sing, to try to copy different singers. And I feel, oh, this feels cool. This sounds good when I do that. This is not really my voice, but that sounds cool. Let's bring it. Let's, let's maybe combine it with your style with other bands and stuff like that. So it's, I mean, when you sing David Coverdale songs or Journey songs or Foreigner songs, they're all completely different. And then you sing an Ozzy Osbourne song, uh, sounds a bit drunken. And then you uh, sing, sing uh, a Guns N' Roses style completely like that. So it's, it's yeah, so yeah, you find yourself, especially when you're covering it. Who are some of the singers then that you find that you're most successful, like kind of sounding like when you're doing a cover? Um, well, it's hard to say. I mean, I absolutely love to sing Dio. So mm. that's, that's one of my favorite voices of all time, like Dio, Jorn Landis, stuff like that. But I also very love to sing, especially live. I love to sing journey songs. I love Don't Stop Believing and all that stuff. So, and it's, that's, that's pretty cool. I, I love, because it's not, I mean, that voice is not really clean. There's some smoke, a bit raspy. So it's, I really love to sing journey. So I learned a lot. It was, yeah, I think I started 10 years ago with this cover band. We playing some city festivals here, a bit like Steel Panther Way back in the days with those hair metals. So we have all these leggings and wristbands and all that stuff. So <laughs> we look like back in the days playing Bon Jovi and and uh, Skid Row and then Europe Final Countdown and all that stuff. So on the city festivals here, it's, it's great. But we only do around three, four shows a year, <laughs> playing two, three, sometimes four hours show. But now four hours is a bit too long for me. So maybe around two, three hours playing 30, 40 songs. So it's a cool rock show and it's a lot of fun. Do you find sometimes, because I know we've heard this before, that like the cover band actually pays better than the, uh, better than the real band. Than the, yeah, that's, that's the true. That's band. true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was also a long way to build it up. Um, but yeah, the last, I can say in the last five, six years, it's, yeah, it's of course the best money, yeah. But I will not do it also in full time because it's, if you do just one thing full time, it gets boring someday. So, and I and I don't want that that music is boring for me someday. So that's why I decided many years ago I would do many ways. I will do many projects. I will have, of course, some main bands where I'm touring with my my special my heart band like Radiant, and then some cover doing some teaching, doing studio jobs. So you can do, especially uh, at the pandemic time uh, when the pandemic starts. So I had so much options. To do other things I, I can do a lot of studio jobs because a lot of bands are hanging at home they can't play and a lot of musicians starts 
to do uh, new projects and they're looking for singers. So, hey, can you sing that album? Yeah, sure, I have time. <laughs> I'm at home. <laughs> well, then, in in uh, in the case of Firewind, and and I mean, I love Firewind. Gus G, of course, is such a such a fantastic guy. Yeah. Um, but like, and I was very disappointed because you joined the Firewind, joined the Dragon Force tour. I think it was the day after the calgary show so you so you weren't here uh, which was really unfortunate but uh yeah so you I know mean, we, oh. we we replaced battle beast and they th- that was exactly their um their dates when they joined or the, when they had to join the tour it was on the 20s or something like that and to be honest we we jumped in that late because herman asked us or uh, Herman asked us if we can join the tour because Battle Bee is canceled, they can't do it. And in the end, it was so much work with all the visas. So to get it just in time, I mean, I got my visa a few hours before the flight because I, because I went two days from here, it's around three, four hours by car from Hanover to Berlin, two times every day. Uh, now, two days before the tour starts, when we when we have to fly to go there first to the embassy and to ask if I can pick up my visa, if this is ready. And they don't know. They say, yeah, it's, it's approved and everything, but it's still somewhere on the way to the mailing company and delivering company. I say, oh, fuck. Uh, and now, so yeah, we can't help you. So I went back home and the next day in the morning, got a confirmation from the delivery company in Berlin. They said, okay, they send us uh, that, that will arrive here at one or two. Um, PM. I said, okay, don't send it to me. I will come again. Just leave it there. And I come and I pick it up. So I went there the next day again to Berlin, to the delivery company, picked it up, went home, said goodnight to my little one. And at the night, my flight was for the, for the tour. So it was really at the last second. Well, those are the type of business things, the business side of the business. That I think most people don't think about, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They say, I could, they will join the tour, but you know how much work it is to get all these visas and how long it takes. So it's not easy, especially for US visas. I mean, there for for German guys or for European to get a US visa, it's a long process and it's very expensive. So then what was it like uh, playing those shows and of course playing with with Firewind in this case? Oh, it was amazing. I was the best team. Uh, best tour at the same uh, the uh, the best time so it was perfect perfect for us i mean we had i joined the band two and a half years ago and we did this album and it was cool and everything we have plans to go on tour with symphony x and primal fear these kind of tours and there was also some some european tour and an australian japan japan tour so everything was cancelled so we're singing at home for two years uh and then guess just sent the message on, on, on in February. It was a few days before we uh, joined the Monsters of Rock Cruise. Uh, everybody was kind of shocked, or especially me, like, oh, 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 fuck, really? A tour like that now? Wow, five weeks? I mean, sitting at home for more than two years. And then that kind of huge tour. Uh, and yeah, but in the end, it was the best decision ever. So it was great success. It was good to build up the brand again. A firewind because a completely new fan base. There was a lot of new fans. They never heard of us before. And yeah, the last US tour of Firewind was nine years ago. Wow. Yeah, it was it was I, nine years uh, I in, in, in the US, yeah. 
Mm -hmm. So it was it was great success. So I mean, not only we made some money, what is good on the business side, but it's also good to have that much fans now. When we because we had already plans to go back next year to have another tour. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was a great package, great bands. I mean, almost sold out all the shows. It was so cool. Play good venues, play big stages again, had a lot of fun, and especially to get in the mood finally with, with Firewind as a band. Because before we only met once for the video shoot two years ago, and then last summer for a few um, rehearsal days. And then yeah, we had just a couple of shows and then a little Spain tour, five days just to play somehow together. And then right after the American tour started, so it was perfect. And now I can say it feels like a band that we are mm. a band together with that new lineup. Before it was only I'm the new guy singing on the album. And now we're really like a band touring five weeks in an RV. So that was really, that was cool, yeah. Yeah, because because of course the Symphony X tour was supposed to come through Calgary as well. So yeah. like every every single firewind attempt is being like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the end, it was not our fault. It was like, no, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Corona, yeah, visas, whatever. Yeah, it's amazing what uh, what you know a global pandemic can do to the music industry. Really. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it also brings band closer together, in my opinion. That's what I see here. A lot of bands support, supported each other, especially in that time. Everybody's posting about others' band and helping each other's band and maybe doing some kind of collaborations or whatever. So it's cool. So a lot of bands stick closer together. So that was to, to have one positive mm -hmm. side effect, you know? Yeah. Do you find then that you have like that you maintain a really good relationship with like with all the other people and all the other bands that you're in? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when when I when I saw it uh, that Seven Spires is the first band, I was yay, my little sister because I, I toured with her the last world tour was Avantasia. She was singing the backings as well, so I was so happy. And she sent me a voicemail WhatsApp, Herbie, you're on the tour. That's so fucking cool. Great. So it was. Yeah, I was really happy. And I, I know um, plenty from Visions of Atlantis for many years, the, the girl. Uh, yo, it was great to see some, 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 uh, some, some, some old faces again, especially my, my little sister, so Adrian. So, no, it was, it was a great package. We had a lot of fun. It was, it was so much fun. It was, it was perfect. It was. And even Gus said, uh, the last days, we, last week we played in Dublin, last weekend, and he said that's one of the top tours ever. That was one of the top tours ever for Firewind. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that is super cool. How was the uh, how was the cruise? Oh, that was fun. I mean, that was before, and here was still everything was in kind of a lockdown and masks everywhere. And and then we get on the cruise and it was a party. Everybody's dancing without masks and bikinis and whatever, and hanging in the pools, having cocktails. First moment was. Uh, Kind of like, wow, shocked. And then, yeah, cool. Let's join the party. <laughs> no, it was, was great. It was a great experience. And to be honest, it was my first cruise ever. Do you find then when you're on the cruise, like that, uh, that 
you know, and people are going from like place to place to try to, to try to see you. Do you kind of get like more people as you're, as you play where this is like, Oh, wow, this sounds really good. I didn't know about the band baby. And, the, and so then more people. Yeah. yeah. Well, same, same, same story. I mean, like, like on the tour, a lot of people came to me after, man, I never heard about you. It was so good. And I already told a lot of friends just to see the second show because no, I mean, especially everything right now, especially in the U S or in North America and Canada, whatever. So especially now with the new lineup, so good to play live there because a lot of people never heard about or only know the old lineups or whatever and just to see it finally again on stage. And I mean, especially on this uh, Monsters of Rock Cruise, I mean, it's more like old traditional hard rock bands and, and we are kind of true old power metal bands. So it was... I mean, we 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 was the hardest band on the cruise so, <laughs> somehow. So that was a lot of people like, raw, cool, that's metal. <laughs> and of course, you guys have uh, Radiant actually has a has a couple of shows. Do you at the end yeah. of the month? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the end of this month, and then we have a lot a few little festivals that were postponed also from two years ago. Was kind of good that they're postponed because now we still have the dates and we are still in the lineup. And now we also have a new new album. So yeah, it's cool. It's just a, a few small festivals, but but good to have these dates because this year it's hard to get any new dates because there's so many postponed tours and postponed shows and to, to find some new spots, it's really hard right now, especially here in Germany. So go ahead. No, I'm just curious because uh... You know, a band like Radiant, you say, you know, not the biggest band and not going to sell the most copies, but, uh, you know, it's friends hanging out. And then I look at your cover and I think it's a great cover. And I'm wondering who did it. Um, it's, it's a mix of a picture I found in the Internet and the rest is doing our graphic designer. He came up with a few ideas. Uh, I, I, want, I want to have something very very simple, not like a four color or whatever album it has to look very straight and personally just a book and just that you see it's written by life. It's simple. It's easy. It's us. So that was the kind of the, of the concept. And then the art, uh, the graphic designer had some little things here and there. So. And you talk about, uh, you know, the different tracks on the, on the album coming from different people. Which are the ones which came directly from you then? What are your story? Uh, my story? Um, my story is Stand That Fight. It's, it's about, um, yeah, standing, standing that fight every day with uh, bad critics and bad reviews and bad comments on social media. So, you know, especially on a, on a, as a musician, but not only as a musician, uh, you have to stand that fight every day, especially if you bring out music and whatever. So maybe nine are happy and one saying some shit or doing rating like a two of 10 or whatever in a review. But you know how it is. You listen to that guy. You just, oh man, why, did he, why didn't he like it? So I put so much energy into it. Maybe it's not his style, but you have to learn that, especially as a musician, as an artist or whatever. So don't give a shit on these comments. So, but. In the end, it hurts you somehow. So you have to stand that fight all your life. Yeah, I and think then, that would be really difficult. 
especially the first one, I think. Yeah. I mean, I had, of, of course, in my whole career, was a lot of good reviews. And, and sometimes you have these kind of bad comments here and there. And I think, ah, oh, man, it, it hurts you. So and the other thing, and uh, oh, man, are you really a good musician? Maybe you have to do something different. Because when they don't like it, no, it's just one guy or maybe two guys or, like or 10 or 1,000 or whatever. It doesn't matter. So if you like it, if it's your way, do it, go for it. And that's what I learned also. And that's what, I, what I'm still learning. And that was, yeah, that was one of the stories. And it was also another one is uh, twice a week. It was from my very first band. So it was uh, like I was sitting at home. I was 14 years just with my rhythm and with my guitar playing was some, some guys that are already 20 and cars and driver's license and everything. And I was waiting all the time in the kitchen, in the darkness, waiting for the lights coming into the streets. But they picked me up to the rehearsal and was, yeah, they're coming. So let's get, get into it with a few new riffs to show them. So that's about twice a week. And, and of course, don't don't stop the daydream. That that was also one of my stories so when I, because since since I did music when I when I started as a teenager, I ever had the dream to do it someday for a living to do it as a professional musician. Uh, that, that was my dream, and I never stopped it. And and to be honest, only three years ago I quit my my regular job. Before I did it all on the side tourings and everything so I had a I spent all my holidays I had family and everything I still had so uh, but but it was it was hard so and then in 2016 on the end of 2015 when Avantasia asked me to go on world tour I know that it, I or I knew that it's not possible to do it just with holidays so I have to ask man can I have two or three months off just unpaid to go on this world tour at that time was kind of, yeah, okay, we can do it, but you have to do, you have to find someone else to do your job. And, uh, and I said, yeah, okay, I do everything. And then three years later, the same thing, another world tour was Avantasia. And I asked again, and they, they said, uh, my boss said, no, it's not possible at this time. We can't give you three or four months off. And I said, okay, then I quit my job. It was a well-paid job, was could have safe job. But that was that point for me, like, Ooh, wow, what, what, what to do now? What, what will everybody say? Will I find a new job later? Or is, is that now the point where I can do music for a living? And so I decided at that point, okay, I will quit my job. I will just go for music. Let's see what happened. Then I also started this kind of studying as a, to become a vocal coach. And when I was done, the pandemic starts. So I said, okay, when I will, when I survive all the Corona years or the next years, I mean, First, we thought it would be only two or three months. But when I will survive that, I will go on as a musician. And now I, I never thought about a regular job again. So everything worked well. The last three and a half years, it works well for me in the music industry. And I had so many cool jobs. And, I've, and I had time to do more. That's a good thing now. So I don't have much pressure, don't have much stress, just have the the right bands, the perfect bands, good jobs, doing some studying here and there. Oh, and I, I never had that much money before. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not rich. I'm not rich, but I never had that kind of money on my account before. <laughs> so when, well, 
Oh, go ahead, Brett. No, no, no. I was just going to say that I'm glad it worked out for you in that regard. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm also curious, and you get the album, um, and it is influenced by everybody's individual stories within music, and so how do you get the sequencing of the of the songs right, so that it's, you know, the track listing uh, in the right order that you're happy with it? Um, that's always a problem. I mean, it's, it's not really a concept album like, like that, so not every song have to be it's, it's connected story-wise you know so on the end it's, it's a mix of everything music-wise story-wise of course you you don't can have a party song directly after because of you or whatever so in the end we we just mix it somehow and yeah in the end i decided how to do it so that's a good when you're the leader <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it for sure did you find that you kind of had to listen to it a bunch in a different order to 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 feel like oh yeah this is the right one uh yeah of course i mean i because i i was absolutely in the whole recording process and everything i was like musical wise and because, I, for example, our drummer said, oh, let's do it that way and that way and that way. But he was only thinking about the songs. And I said, no, but that lyric on that lyric, especially with that song, makes no sense. And it's not, it's, 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 it's the wrong energy. So and then I said, let's do it that way. And everybody was, yeah, okay, that's cool. Do you and like- in the end, I have 51%, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> do you like listening to yourself back afterwards yeah i mean i was really listening to this album a lot when when i produce especially when i mix it i I listen to a lot of mixes every night here sitting here with with my headphones and the next day going down and change things here and there but in the end oh yeah i I really like to hear it i'm still proud and i still like it because sometimes you, you do um, albums or back in the days when when it was when everything was not that professional or I'm not on that level so it was really like came out and like ah, I mean that ah, that should be better and ah, this line why we didn't change it and and the sound is wow not that cool and now I have the time to do everything right and if not if there's something in between or there's a show or another band, it's like, okay, I go on next month. So we have to be um, release-wise or whatever, we don't have that much pressure with that band. So when it's ready, it's ready. <laughs> you know, most of the time I, I'd like to go through when we have an interview and listen to somebody's entire discography, but I think you've been on 30 albums. Or something. <laughs> uh, I think... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think to be honest, with with all these choirs and and um, guest vocals, it's more than sixty albums. Wow. wow, that's incredible! That's incredible. I guess you can't go back yourself even and listen to all those. Uh, yeah, I mean, when, when I met my new wife or my my girlfriend when I get divorced years ago, and um, I was in my wife now, and she told me in the first days. I mean, you did so many stuff. Where, where are all the albums? I, thought, I never collected them or the, the labels didn't send to me because I only did backings on it or whatever. She said, man, you have to you have to collect them all. And so at one birthday party, she told all my friends she, she get to the internet and check all my discography, everything she found. She told everybody, can you buy these two CDs? Can you buy these two CDs? Can you buy these? And in the end, they brought 80% of my discography. So, and That's since awesome. then... Since then, I started to collect everything. 
<laughs> well, that's that's very cool. That's a very cool gift. Yeah, yeah. I actually did a photo book with all that with the oh, years wow. and the album. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a keeper. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, Herbie, uh, we've had a great time uh, talking to you, and I know it's getting very late where you are. So, uh, you... yeah, yeah, it's okay. The good thing is, my, my wife is not at home, and my son is still sleeping, so I have the baby phone here. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we want to give you a chance to find to tell everybody where they how they can keep up with you and where they can find Radiant and everything else that you do. Yeah, hey, man, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, check out Radiant. That's honest, true, powerful, hard rock with a cool message. Don't stop your daydream. Be true to yourself. Have fun. What are you doing? I mean, that's all you can do in life. Just do it. Go for it and never stop dreaming. Um, and I absolutely urge everybody to go out and listen to Written by Life because, like I say, it's one of my favorite albums of the year so far. So Man. you guys have I'll done just say it's your job. favorite, Brett. Don't say one of. There, there you go. Just <laughs> <Right. It's laughs> say, come on, let's do it. It's your favorite <laughs> one. Yeah, it is my favorite. favorite. You Even go. if you don't, that's okay. It, say it, <laughs> <laughs> it's only seven months left, so next year you can have another favorite. Band, so <laughs> this year, it's. <laughs> but yeah, you've done it. You've done an awesome job, and and I know I look forward to uh, to hearing more radiant and, and just your your voice entirely so uh, your wonderful talent and thank you very much for being on the thank show. thank you so much thank you so much for having me it was great it was great fun yeah good good thank uh, very much thanks a lot we'll talk Best to you soon. Of luck. yes okay thank you so much guys all right bye now bye, bye. see you
Yeah.